Yo, yo, yo. Howdy, folks. We're here to talk about some expensive lessons and share some vulnerable buffoonery. Yes. But there, it's like, with grace, some vulnerable buffoonery of, of things that we've learned from uh, this this past year, particularly yeah. with our live event. It was an expensive mistake. We're going to be telling you how expensive this mistake was. You and, keep saying mistake, learned. but it's really a mistake. Let's make it a lesson. Let's make it a lesson. Yes. Positive so, sin. Spin. Positive <laughs> sin. Spin. Matt, there's like so many Freudian slips here. But let's talk about how you can make those expensive mistakes or just mistakes lessons. And so we're going to bring you through our experience. Cool. We'll see you in there. Hey folks, welcome to the Catholic Coaching Podcast. My name is Matt. And I am Aaron. We are the Ingolds, the founders of Metanoia Catholic, where we aim to make mindset coaching authentically Catholic and practical. We just love to take all of these tools and techniques and share them with you on this podcast. We also train and coach other Catholic coaches. Come on into the podcast. Merry New Year! <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. If you're listening to this live when we're releasing it. Hey, welcome to 2024. This is pretty cool. I'm wearing my Christmas sweater because we are recording this right before Christmas, and it's <sighs> freezing here. Well, it's not freezing, but it's cold. It sounds so South Florida of you. For Florida. It's cold for Florida. I can't believe it's a chilly 62. how acclimated I've become to this for years and years and years of being in the Northeast Took like one and a half years. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you remember that that uh, back from high school, there was that song where it was like, wear sunscreen. Do all that. And this guy's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's just giving all these little advice tips. And a bunch of people use it as their graduation from high, oh, high yeah, school yeah. songs. And it called? was just like, I remember there being one where it's just like, live in New York once, but leave till it makes you hard. <laughs> live in Southern California once, but leave until it makes you soft. Oh. Live in South Florida once, but leave before you start complaining oh about 62 degree weather. That is totally a trigger sing talking yeah. of mine. I'm like, can you just sing or like, why, why do you have music behind what you're saying? This is like the weirdest thing. Well, you know, I think I, here we are Christmas time. The Muppets Christmas Carol. Michael yes. Caine. Michael Caine does some tremendous sing-talking. Yes. So did Russell Crowe in uh, Les Mis. Oh, he or, sang, but I kind of wish he hadn't. <laughs> okay, yes, you're right. Maybe maybe that's what I was thinking when I was like, I wish this was sing-talking as much as I hate it. Anyways. This would be great. Does that check the banter box? Let's check the banter box. Okay. Hey, we, we alluded to last year... Um, our last podcast that we had made a bit of a blunder and we were going to be sharing that today. And there's a reason why this episode is called Expensive Lessons. Yes. Because and we, we recently learned. Well, we didn't call it mistakes for a reason because, I don't know, it's just kind of like, I think when you call something a mistake, you never actually look at it and reflect upon it. When we call something a lesson, you got to learn from it. Mm -hmm. And so it does require reflection. And so... We are going to be talking about that. Our personal, I mean, we've, we've done plenty of these. We've had plenty of these expensive lessons, mm -hmm. but this one is pretty big and <laughs> it's most recent. There's a little bit more, there's a little <laughs> bit more, um, financially, uh, implicated. I mean, one, one of the ones that we had done in the past was when we, uh, was when we recorded that podcast with Leah Darrow. And oh, the yeah. first time we did it, I had done something with the audio 
where it's like, hey, welcome, Leah Darrow. And she came on. She's like, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, my goodness, what's going on with her voice? Like, we can't salvage this. It was, it was like, oh, my gosh, this is an exorcism episode. Yes. But uh, but Leah, thank you for being so gracious and re-recording a much better uh, episode. But anyways, yes. here um, we're going to we're going to kind of vulnerably share yet again some uh, some hard lessons that we learned. This one was hard. But and I but it was but it was also sweet. There was something that was sweet. You know that song hurts so good? Like that's kinda mm-hmm. that's kinda how this lesson feels. And in in the beginning it just hurt. Yeah. It just hurt. Yeah, but if anything, it's like the Lord's mercy was so prevalent throughout this entire yep. thing. And and like I love that that line, the Lord makes our crooked path straight, and he very much does and he's also mm-hmm. very fruitful when you open up to him and he's generous in his graces and so let's talk about it yeah yeah a lot of the questions that we get is like how do i know if i'm following god's will or if i'm following my own will and it's like we want to be able to hit god's perfect will right on the mark the first right the time. first time like <laughs> nail it right and um but sometimes god in his permissive will allows us to miss the mark Knowing yeah. that he can make some, like make those crooked paths straight, right? So, um, thank God for confession, the need for confession. Thank God for Ignatian discernment rules. Yes, um, and and just conti- yeah, that. continued mm-hmm. con- and his continued mercy. And that there's one thing that that I I want to share. If, if you've ever made those mistakes, and we all have, folks, but if if you're even on the on the cusp of making some sort of decision and there's this fear that um, it might not be right. It might not turn out the way that you wanted. It might even, uh, it might even, you might even come to realize that there was some hidden vice mm. that you were not aware of that was driving behind this decision yeah. or directing it somehow. I, I just want to let you know that the Lord is merciful. And like Aaron said, he Make straight our crooked paths, and His mercy is present even in those moments where we are missing the mark. Specifically, a little bit of background here. What we're talking about is, is specifically the lesson we learned recently with our live event. We put out a video um, uh, recently, you know, right before Christmas, letting people know that hey, we had been doing this big hype campaign for this big "Become Who You Are" event. It was going to be amazing. You're going to all this cool stuff with it. And, uh, and we just let people know, hey, we, we pulled the plug on it. And just kind of due to feedback, we, we started to, we, there's some things that started to show up in our continued discernment of the decision that we had made moving forward. Some yeah. of the decisions we'd made moving forward with this event that were not really, that were not leading to good fruits. Now, oftentimes we think that making the decision in a discernment process is the end of the discernment process, but that's not it. Right there's a follow-on step that Saint Ignatius talks about, where there is you're actually testing the decision that you've made, yeah, and you're looking specifically for some consolation. And you're kind of like redeciding too within that. So sure, like, I, I think you could yes, that, say that. Okay. Now there's there's four things that and I'm that uh, Saint Ignatius four outcomes that Saint Ignatius can talk about when you're looking for that that consolation. I'm not going to get into all four of them, but but one of those things is that you, you may determine that you may experience some desolation afterwards. And you may determine that that desolation is being permitted by the good, the good spirit. St. Ignatius says, by the good spirit 
to reveal that there is some flaw in your discernment process. Now, if you hit that point and that's what you end up, or that's the, the conclusion you arrive at in that step of discernment, um, then you have to go back and revisit the discernment process and see where you missed yes. the mark and where you kind of got well, I'm so off glad you track. Brought that up. Okay. I'm so glad you brought that up because Father Timothy Gallagher, I was just listening to him talking about desolation and he said, he's like, um, the Lord allows, the good spirit allows desolation to happen. However, when you discover that you're in desolation, he also gives you the tools to get out of it. Mm-hmm. He's not like, stay there. Like you must stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, he gives you ways out of it and reflection. And that's really what these rules are. Yes. So, and I want to be clear that like we are not capable of delivering ourselves from our desolation. Correct. However, what Aaron's referring to, and I think what Father Timothy's referring to here, is that if we are the cause of our own desolation, and it's within our power to remediate what's causing that desolation. Yes. Then that's our work to do, and so that that there is there is uh, there's accountability and there's responsibility there. Okay. So with this event, just to give a little bit of a backdrop before we get into some of our lessons learned here so that you can learn from our mistakes. Here's kind of like just an overview of how the discernment process went with this. Collectively as a team in the beginning, this is about, you know, call it 10 months ago, or it was over a year ago, we were talking about yep. a, a, a doing some sort of a live event. You know, we we're a business that sprouted up during COVID. And so we were, everything was online and we had some people that we were really like enjoying, like we're growing friendships and people desired to meet together. Even some people were starting to do it on their own. And so we wanted to create a central event for people to come together. And as that, as we just kind of weighed in on what we believe to be the good timing for that, about the springtime this year, we said, okay, we're of 2023. We're like, okay, this is, I think, a time for us to really move forward with some more practical discernment. So we started to look for places that could, um, that could be venues for this event. We started with retreat houses because we wanted it to be a retreat style mm-hmm. event, right? For people to just come together, uh, continue to grow in a prayerful environment that was casual and they can meet one another. We didn't really find any venues that fit during the weeks that we thought were going to be, you know, viable weeks for us yep. in 2024. And so we just kind of said, you know what? Well, why don't we start looking at hotels? We'd never done looked at hotels before and what, what it looks like. We had never done a live event before. We'd never done a live event before. Yeah. Like, so, so as we started to look at the hotels, we started to find some that looked like some great events. And we started to look at what other people in the secular coaching world were doing. Mm-hmm. And they did stuff at hotels. And so it's like, okay, this isn't like we're reinventing. This is something that no, like people do, businesses do. And so like, let's move forward with it. If, if they can do it, we can do it. And so we, we just kind of pushed forward. And what we started to realize was that there's a lot more expenses that come with these hotels. Oh, Understandably yeah. so. They're businesses. They've got, I mean, especially if you're doing it at a resort destination, which was, which is what we selected, those, there's a lot that goes into creating those atmospheres and sustaining those pools and making sure that those palm trees are looking beautiful and the iguanas mm-hmm. are, are awesome and they're walking around the pool. So we, we, we started moving to the hotel and then we get, began to justify that we could make it work. Okay. So well, it was and the more hotel expensive. Was, was way more expensive, like, oh, way like, more expensive, like an exorbitant 
amount of money. <laughs> but it was just kind of like, okay, we can just, we can find a way. We'll find a way to still make it like fit the price point of our audience. And so they could justify and it. So they yep. can justify mm-hmm. it. And it's going to be, you know, a worthwhile expense. Uh, but eventually what happened is the mission now started to shift from having this retreat event that we can all come together was rather to justifying somebody paying what it was going to cost for us to at least break even yeah. with this event. And that's where a lot of our focus went to. And from there, it shifted to, okay, we know we have to at least cover like this expense. That yep. is, And the expense, the cost of one person coming was beyond what the all-in cost would have been at a retreat, yep. right? To like pay for rooms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, if it's going to be expensive, we need to find a way to make it worthwhile because nobody's going to pay this just this to come for, see people and have a retreat. a retreat. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we said, well, then it can't be a retreat. It has to be a training. Well, we dismissed the reality that nobody had asked for a training, right? <laughs> they were looking for a retreat. They, we wanted to come together and hang out. That's what they were looking for, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so they're like, okay, the only way that we can justify the price is make it a training. Yeah. So we made it a training. Um, so and, we were no longer responding to a need yeah. or a want, um, which is really, we created the whole thing out of a retreat, people just wanting to come together. Like that was, it was, it seemed simple, but like. That's what we wanted too. Yes, exactly. So we launched it. We got seven signups, which a lot of people would be like, wow, that's really good. Like, especially at this price point and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And, um, but the interesting thing was the people who, were kind of our bellwether people. The people who sign up for like everything that we do weren't signing up. And so we knew something was wrong. We reached out to them. We realized, oh, we're not addressing a need anymore. This thing has kind of taken off mm-hmm. and like it, and become its own thing at this point. And it's, it has not been, you know, responding to a need, an ache, a problem. We've drifted. We have drifted. We've drifted it yes. like from the from and that original. And it's all because of this vision. hotel. <laughs> I don't want to blame it on that, but it was all because of that decision of like going yep. with this higher priced hotel thing. Yes, yeah. yes. So we were kind of at that point. It was, um, it was just like we were at a decision point. Yep. It was like, okay, are we are we going to continue to press forward with this? How much? time and effort is it going to take to at least make this thing i mean it, w- it was not even that break like the, the goal at that point wasn't even a break even anymore yeah it was just it was like how do we do in. this to to like minimize our losses and at that point it was just like man what why are we still doing this and the thing that was also <laughs> the thing that was also going on is we were aligned in the beginning and with our, our core team, and then there was so much confusion. Yes, I want to get into that. What this I think, was event was getting to. Maybe we just yeah, jump into the lessons please. that we've got yeah, here let's because do it. there's all these again, all these indicators were showing up that something was, was wrong off. in our discernment. Something was off in our discernment. Yep. And so as we started to pay attention to it, these are some of the lessons that came up. Yeah, Aaron, yeah. you go first. Yeah, um, for me, the lessons that I picked up on were well, it was kind of funny. It was like a glaring like obvious like here like the lord would just kept pointing to it like aaron use the discernment tools that you teach people that (laughs) like you just did podcasts on you know use these things and also the interesting thing was during drills so we're we're taking people through certification this happened to be the drill that we were on that week it was like discernment like how to discern a thought Mm -hmm. and so it was just like the lord was just like 
remember, 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 like come back to me, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I reviewed, I went back to the steps that we had shared earlier in this podcast series, this leadership podcast series on how to discern and kind of held my own. I, I didn't hold anybody else up to this, but I held my own experience up to this. And the first step of that is to desire and offer like to actually have a vision, but then offer it to the Lord. Second step is to wait and listen like that and then take action and then you reflect. Okay. Mm-hmm. So those are those four steps. If we could like make them really simple. What I realized was I had just acted like there was very little discernment going into it. Mm-hmm. There was very little even desire going into it. Like offering my desire. I was in clarity all- of desire. Yeah. Clarity of desire, clarity of the vision. I was, I was, in auto autopilot mode. I was just like, okay, we're doing this. Like, let's just go. Like, mm-hmm. go forward. Go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. So I skipped the first two steps. And I certainly skipped the final step, which was reflect as well. Um, but I just acted. So I would say, okay, that would be more of my own interior lesson to just like pause and maybe, yeah. Like, first lesson for me, actually use the discernment tools. Yeah, like literally intentionally use the discernment tools. Yes. And then when I don't to reflect and say, where did I go off of mm-hmm. these discernment tools? So I just clarified that to you. I did one of the discernment tools and did nothing else mm-hmm. of the others. Um, another lesson that I learned was to actually pause and become aware of my own interior stirrings. This is what St. Ignatius talks about. But I think that was one thing that I kept kind of like, that's not the mission that there's no time for that right now. Mm. Like, oh, your agitation, your unsettled, like your feeling of being unsettled, your feeling of worry and constriction, like kind of this lack of freedom. Like we are like painted in the, this corner. I'm um, feeling obligated and forced. Those are really indicators for, for me. Yeah. Yes, totally. But despair also like, what if nobody signs up? What if what if this just becomes a huge flop? There were a lot of other decisions that were created because of this decision. So it was like this domino effect. So there was fear and anxiousness and frustration. Um, I felt urgent. Mm-hmm. That's always a big indicator for me. Like, when I'm feeling rushed or urgent, I know that's never from the Lord. I think the Lord speaks to us in conviction and we want to move forward, but not in that fear-based urgency. And mind you, we're like... And impatience. I, I, We are doing our work. Like we're doing our own yes. work. And so it's not like every time you feel urgency, urgency that means that it's automatically... Uh, it's it's automatically poor discernment. Like you could be creating that yep. urgency in your own thinking so it's like sifting through that. Okay, where am I creating this urgency with my own thinking? And then, but also like there comes a point where when the mindset work isn't really sticking and you have the ability to change something. Yes. That might be an indication that the Lord is calling the you, Lord is yep. calling you to, to change something, yep. right? It's not just, oh, I'll just think happy thoughts and we'll get through it. It's like, no, the, yes. your actions and what you're doing matters too. Which brings me to my final um, the final thing that I was like feeling was this attachment to the solution, like this attachment to this decision that maybe needed to be looked at. What decision specifically? 
um, to, to go with the hotel, but also to make it a training, like all of the decisions that we we're made stuck post with it. We made the decision, the hotel. we're stuck yes. with it, and now every decision that we're making yes. is like now being impacted by that foundational decision that we're having, we're having the event at this hotel. Another interesting thing, and this is a side note, when we went to visit the hotel, um, I felt like this unsettledness just in the hotel. And that is something that I... I I have noticed because I've become more aware of it, but like when I'm in certain places, like the Lord speaks to me in, in that. Not always, I'm not saying it's infallible and it works every single mm-hmm. time, but it was enough for me to notice it and take note of it. And when I brought it up later, when we were actually discerning this, um, somebody else on the team said it too. They're like, ah, oh, I didn't feel that way. Like I felt mm-hmm. really unsettled mm-hmm. there too. And I was like, so interesting. So even just this not pausing and becoming aware of my internal movements of what's going on inside of me, like, okay. That, or even being dismissive of them. Not listening to them, yeah. right? So when we say wait and listen, we're listening to the Lord 100%. Mm-hmm. But we're also listening to the way that he speaks to us and that he has spoken to the, to us in the past. Yep. Yep. And we're listening to our own, what's going on interiorly. Not saying... We don't move forward, but it's almost like a, a yellow light. Like, pause. Let's just pause for a second. Mm-hmm. Let's slow down and like, let's just bring everybody in. Another thing, um, another lesson that I learned was to listen to my team. So it wasn't just me, what was going on interiorly. It was just, okay, what is the collective team saying and what are they getting in prayer? And I just kind of felt like shh, like tunnel vision and we're just like, we're going. And yeah, like, and also what I think we learned from that as a team all together is to pray together. Yes. For a specific intention. So not just to have like this collective, like, oh, we're just going to pray about whatever, you know, like we're just going to take this moment and pray, mm-hmm. but to say like, no, we're praying about, are we supposed to be at this hotel? Like that, mm-hmm. that's that specific, mm-hmm. you know, and to ask the team and to listen to them. That was, that was something that was actually incredibly healing mm-hmm. for me on this. Cause I, I was, I was isolating in, in this decision totally too, where it was just like, okay, no, I'm the leader. Like we got to go forward. Yeah. People are kind of, and, and I could sense the anxiety in our team about just the lack of alignment yes wasn't how we typically operate yes that and, was another thing yep mm-hmm. and it was it was like okay i my my job as the leader is to to kind of like walk the lines right and just have conversations with people help them kind of reframe and have a better perspective on things and uh but i i wasn't i in, in order for me to do that, I was ignoring my own agitation and I felt like I had nobody that I could really turn to. Yep. And there was a moment when we were on a call and we were kind of on the cusp of, of, of the decision to, to cancel going with the hotel, which, um, which guys, it was expensive. It was, it was, it was $30,000, $30,000 that we walked away with that we got no value. We got a couple of Marriott points out of it. It was good. <laughs> but $30,000 was, was the, was what we walked away from at the table. And that was how expensive the lesson was. And praise God, it was only 30000 I've talked to other people in similar situations where it's been much, much more. Mm-hmm. But when I was kind of feeling that, I was on a call with our core team. Aaron, you weren't present, but with our resident coaches mm-hmm. as well. And there was a point where I just kind of let them know and I apologized 
for, you know, some of the things that I'm going to share here in a moment that I discovered. And I just said, Hey, can we pray? Mm-hmm. And it was, I'm, I'm feeling it right now. It was so healing and so formative and so un- unitive yeah. for our team and to create a space for these people who have these beautiful gifts of intercessory prayer and mm-hmm. prophecy and words of knowledge and wisdom to come forth and, and to speak, live into those, those gifts and, mm. and express those charisms. And, uh, there was an incredible, incredible peace. And that was a big lesson that I, 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 the lesson was like, okay, yes, Matt, you are a business and you're also an apostolate and you are also, um, a steward of, of this, of this mission, which is to carry out my will. And Mm -hmm. it's not enough just to have a holy hour once a week with your team. There's more prayer that the Lord was inviting us into. Active prayer. And it was so good, you guys. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely that was a big lesson for yeah. sure is yeah. to bring in prayer and to be so intentional about it and honest about it, yeah. you know? Yep. Um, another thing was listen to our community. <laughs> that was like kind of like a duh kind of like, you know, lesson, but it was just, why didn't, why did we stop asking them what they wanted? Yeah, like listen to the community also like talk to the community. Yes, find out what they want. Find out what what yeah. they would desire at this event. Um, another thing was to reflect on the fruits of these decisions sooner rather than later. Obviously, we've kind of been talking about that, but like reflect on them like not a month later, but like, huh? Like I wonder why there's so much discord and disharmony. Like just asking those questions, mm-hmm. like. We've done big launches before. We have done this many times as a team. Yeah. And there's never been this amount of of discord. And I would say, okay, so looking back on it, here are all of the fruits. And you tell me if any of the fruits of the Holy Spirit show up here. Okay? Confusion. We were confused as to... What are we offering? And then also our people were confused as Mm -hmm. to what we were offering. Mm -hmm. Apathy. I personally felt like this lack of connection to this event. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I just want this to be over with. Mm -hmm. Honestly, like that was at that moment. Worry, anxiousness, an unsettled feeling, discord, interior and exterior, dread. I was like, I don't want to talk about this thing anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm done with this urgency, impatience, division within the team, within the actual vision of the events. Mm -hmm. Like we had a lot of division there. What is it? And then barrenness. Like that was like, there was, there were so many marketing meetings. We sat down and it was just like, what do we do? And like, we walked away with nothing. Like it was just empty. There was fruitlessness. It was, I would say, wasted time and energy. And it was like, the tension was Yes. And we were creating this product within a vacuum because we weren't even asking people what they wanted. And so, so that was also like this emptiness, but you're right. It was, there was just this level of like tension Mm -hmm. in our team. And like I said, we've done big products before. Yeah, and we've, we've and we've dealt with the spiritual warfare that that yes. shows up when you're doing a launch. And th- again, this wasn't this wasn't just like I got to do my own mindset work to to move through that. Like that, 
Everybody was experiencing it. You can do yes. your own mindset work, but when the stuff continues to come back, maybe that's the point where you start to ask, like, are we are we going down the right path here? Because yes. we're not seeing good fruits that come forth. And by the fruits, you will know them. I mean, I, I remember, Aaron, when we were launching certification. Yeah. And uh, about a, uh, almost a year ago. And I was so, I, I woke up in the middle of the night. <laughs> we were this both never, ha- never, never happens. I woke up in the middle of the night with such anxiety um, as to whether or not this was like this fear about the success of this. And I remember just in that moment praying and there was, there was a, a, spirit, a lifting that mm-hmm. happened in, in that prayer, right? And so which our prayer can be somewhat diagnostic, right? When you pray yes. and it lifts, yes. okay, we can start to understand where, where the enemy is oppressing. That's, that's a desolation that's coming from the evil spirit. And that's another one of the things that St. Ignatius talks about. If you experience desolation... It may be coming from the evil spirit seeking to frustrate you from the going forward the decision that you made, mm. and we had done good discernment with that. Yes, yes, it was like <laughs> months of discernment. Yeah. Well, it, was, it was years. I years, mean, when you think actually, technically, like going yeah. back, I mean, the first yep. time we launched, and then twelve hours later, we were yeah. just like reverse launch, like, <laughs> like, just like that was our first, and that one was not expensive. Um, no, but but there was there was i was able to fall back on a lot of the discernment that we had done and mm-hmm. that was that that returned the consolation moving forward and praise god i was able to fall asleep and the fruits of that launch were very fruitful yeah right? yeah yeah fruits reflecting on the fruits i i'm i'm just going to finish this up Do because it. yeah so we just did the lessons i had like a, a lot of lessons for me as we were going through this decision like to change, to leave all that money on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, here were a couple things that I returned back to was where does peace lie? Mm-hmm. It was like, I just read off a lot of fruits and they were all opposite of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So my solution to this was where is peace? Like where, what am I at peace with? So as mm-hmm. I was going through and strategizing like, okay, I'm like, a hundred percent at peace with this piece over yeah. here, but this I'm kind of confused about. Okay, well, confusion is not right. Like, like that's a fruit. That is a fruit, and it's not a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, right. So I just kept going. Okay, so where is peace? Where is clarity? Mm-hmm. So I kept going. What do we know for sure? Where's their light? Where's the lamp unto my feet? Where's the lamp unto my feet? Mm-hmm. What are other people saying? What is good counsel here? Yes. What What are other people on, on our team saying? What What areas are we in, like in harmony together? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Another invitation from the Lord was to pause. Just stop. Stop rushing. Don't rush through this prayer. This prayer is important. Like, just pause. Stop. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, stop trying to figure it out. Stop trying to come up with solutions. Pause and receive. Pause and receive. Mm-hmm. And then another thing was kind of, let's go back to the original plan. Let's go. Let's just return back to that. When we came up with this idea, when we all were together aligned, mm-hmm what were we at peace with in the beginning? And it was a retreat. So it was mm-hmm. just kind of like these, these were my way, my very simplified ways in the moment to go back to. But the one that I continue to go back to, where is peace? Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. where is peace and where is where is there no peace so like in that using that distinction right there was really helpful the interesting thing that happened when we did make the decision because that is another rule of discernment like when you make a decision also notice the fruits Mm -hmm. right so when you actually go ahead and pause so when we decided you and i remember on our phone it was just like all right, so we have both decided together and we're going to bring the team into this, but that we are leaving the hotel. And, and it, all the money. And it doesn't matter. Like, maybe that's the cost we have to pay for this piece, but like that, it's just, mm-hmm. we are leaving this hotel, okay? Yeah. Um, what happened was the fruits of that decision they all started going, and they were all opposite fruits that we were getting before. It was like mm-hmm. clarity of vision. We returned back to the original vision. We felt a renewed sense of excitement. I did mm-hmm. of being like, oh, if we could do a retreat and we could like create this thing and and listen to what people are saying and and give them what they want. Like I'm I'm like I'm in. Mm-hmm. And if it's something that I can go through myself, like actually retreat, that would be amazing. Um, the worry, anxiousness, urgency, impatience, it just all evaporated. Mm-hmm. Um, the division mm-hmm. evaporated. Like that was gone. That was gone. All of a sudden there was like this renewed sense of cohesion within the team. Yeah. The gener- Everybody felt peace. The, the generosity, the spirit of generosity also returned. Yes. Like that was something that I also noticed that was, mm. that was growing, that was absent. Yes. As well. That's there was, so there interesting. Was, there was spirit of generosity that returned in us where there was a, there was a detachment right from uh from the result yep and and suddenly it was like fruit started like we started creating fruit it was like that abundant life it was like that opposite of barrenness Mm -hmm. but also we had eyes to see how god had created through us even in the midst of all of this we created an entire unique design training course (laughs) which was all which which we're we're still gonna do which we're still gonna do and we're still gonna like launch that but we're gonna do it in a way that's just easier for people to get the benefit from it yep. and it's also going to be more affordable for it's gonna people be online and yep. it's going to be more integrated with what we do and it's it's something that we're we're giving ourselves not permission to have permission to not have to like build the training in order to justify and like before and, and sell it before it's actually built like yep. we're, we're done doing that um and so done. there was there was yeah there's there was a lot of piece of that there was there's also guys some I, I call them signal graces that were here now mm-hmm. What we call signal graces, we always have to continue to discern. One of those signal graces was that Bryant, when we had made the decision not to go forward with the hotel, yep. Bryant <laughs> went out and very quickly found all of these retreat centers, some of them that had availability on the same week that we were going to be doing our our event, May mm. 7th through the 10th, 2024, right? Some that weren't there when we looked originally, too. That was in, the most interesting. Yes, thing. like we yeah. didn't, we did not find these in our original search, and so that was interesting. And some of them got back to them, and Quickly. then the one that we decided was actually in our diocese, which is amazing. And and uh, just the fact that it was available, mm-hmm. and it really was going to be something that, it was, that, that we were going to the the we looked at the costs of everything for it and it was going to be, the price was going to be more in the price point of what we, what mm-hmm. we were going to be able to, our, our, our audience was looking for uh, and make it affordable and more in like the expectations that somebody would have for, you know, a three night retreat. Yep. It, 
all of these things started to kind of flow. And then it was just like, there was a freedom that we found looking at this place to be able to do a lot of the things that we wanted to do that were going to be logistically challenging for us from in the otherwise other place. Yep. In, at the hotel. Mm-hmm. And so there was a loosening, there was a freedom. I uh, even, I mean, another little signal grace is we had our, our friend Maeve come down and visit. Uh, mm-hmm. And lo and behold, she is from the town. She's like 10 minutes away from, from the where the center. retreat center is yeah. going to be. And, and her priest had just been down here in Ave Maria yep. giving a parish mission at our parish. And there was this young adult community that she, she's just like, I want to galvanize. I want to tell everybody about this event and get it local. So there was, there was, we were stepping into a stream that had momentum. Yep. That was kind of one of the signal graces that we have, that we saw. And there was an ease that was coming forth from it. Even like Aaron, as you were discerning, that passage, my yoke is easy, yep. my burden yep. is light, and Christ coming in and lifting that burden off of our shoulders. There was a lot mm-hmm. of the consolation that was there. This was happening right in the in the moments of, of kind of the culmination of where I was going through a Marian consecration, mm-hmm. St. Louis de Montfort, and I never felt closer to the Blessed Mother. And there was all of this, all this imagery of just entering into the womb of our Blessed Mother, and yeah. that being a theme that we wanted to bring into the into this retreat. There, there's in one of the rooms that like we want to use is called literally called the tabernacle, right? So which is Mary's womb, Mother, Mary's womb. Yeah. And so there was a lot of signal graces that were coming from this, and and one of the great signal graces I would say also was this detachment from the money, this detachment from the money, and uh, we even and t- where where it was just like okay this money blessed mother it's yours yes and you can decide if you want to give it to us or a portion of it to us or give it all to this hotel <laughs> that's okay like there's a part of me is just like but we kind of need a little bit more than this billion multi billion dollar hotel and it's just like that's a weird voice that you talk to Mary about <laughs> it's my inner monologue <laughs> Mary please <laughs> like but even that it was just like no 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 it's it's completely yours it's yours and so where it ends up there's i was even able to get on these calls where i was kind of negotiating a little bit on how we could kind of recoup some of the costs with this with this absolute freedom freedom and detachment from where it's just like and being able to speak from like i know i'm i'm at like you don't i don't deserve any mercy here like (laughs) i went into this marriage with full knowledge, right? There's no annulment here of this contract. This is, this, this is, I knew what I was getting into. And, uh, cause like, that was one of the things that they asked. It was like, do you know what, like the implications of this are going to be? And it's like, yada, yada. But there was just such a peace, you mm-hmm. guys, and a, a detachment. And even one, one final signal, signal grace. So you've heard me perhaps share on the podcast before, just my own, um, I'd say just like a healing of fear around finances. Mm-hmm. Anybody out there like identify like fear mm-hmm. about having enough money? Any guys? And the word that has come and come often is math from from Matthew. I think it's Matthew seven eleven, and it's, it's which of you, which of you fathers, if your son asks for bread, would give him a stone, or asks mm-hmm. for a fish, would give him a st- scorpion? If you who are evil know how to give good <laughs> gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to his children who ask? And I asked somebody to intercede for us, and that was literally the word that she sent back. She sent back that scripture, huh. and it was like, okay, this is this is how God has continued to invite me to embody yep. this this word, 
and it was this there's there was a detachment and that detachment Beautiful. continued you guys my lesson yep and i got one lesson and it's a big lesson so so yesterday yesterday i went to breakfast with uh with uh, uh dr timothy riley who's over at uh ave marie university's like uh associate uh, psych, uh psychology professor over there and we want to get together because he, he loves a lot of this unique design work, this uh, work of identity and, and virtue buildings, things like that. And so I grabbed a breakfast with him. And and one of the things that he brought up that he sees often in the students, and gosh, I've seen this in myself and I've seen this in clients, and maybe you can see this in yourself, is this, this, this desire to believe that on our pilgrimage, we really, really, really want to believe that where we are right now is 99% of the way there. Like we're almost there. Like we're near perfection. We really want to be have arrived at the destination of perfection. Yep. I think there's something that's good in this. I mean, certainly there's something that's holy to, to desire to be perfection. Certainly we're just like hopeful to know you're on the way, you know? Right, yeah. right. And, and we all want to grow in holiness, but like I want to really want to be perfect. And so- my big lesson, you guys, is um, is this realization, this awareness of my desire to be done with my pilgrimage today. Hmm. And so, what that turns into is when I ha- when I approach with that mindset of like, I'm I, done I'm with here. my I'm, I've arrived, I'm done uh-huh. with my pilgrimage today. Then I I kind of start to tune out all of those signal graces that are inviting me to ponder and perhaps change. Mm. Because to ponder and to change means that I haven't ar- arrived. Rather, I'm, a, I'm at a false summit, right? I'm not at a place of perfection. And if I really, really, really want, and I've really, really, really invested in, in myself being at this place of perfection and that, that identity, like being mm. the perfect guy, being what's it, the golden child. Yep, right? there, there he is. is. There he is showing up. Then, then not only do I want to dismiss those things, but I want to be actually be hostile towards those things. Those are attacks on that identity of perfection. Mm. So, so um, anything that that shows up as uh, possibly revealing that I'm not fully baked, that I'm not quite ninety nine or one hundred percent of the way there, um, I start to really have an aversion for those things. Mm. I, I'm wondering, can I ever ask a question? Sure, here? yeah. I'm wondering if it's like you have a very clear image in your mind, um, an ideal in your mind of what perfection looks like, like like in these in this mm-hmm. situation. So we'll just use this example. Like, what does the perfect event look like? Mm-hmm. Is is that is that what you're trying to protect? I'm curious. So, so certainly there's an ideal. Certainly there's an ideal that I have in my mind that's just like, yes, this is this is what I want to perfect, and okay. it's an ideal that I, I again, I want that ideal to be it. I don't want to have to discern that ideal any further. Got it. Because there is this false comfort that I felt in having. In like in resting in the satisfaction of having arrived, right? Now that was a lie. I haven't arrived. I still haven't arrived. But it still felt good. Oh, it's it's <laughs> there's still something that felt good about that sure. lie, right? But what were the things that that I as I start to reflect back on the fruits? Yeah, what were the fruits? All right. So I kind of broke down like what I stopped doing mm-hmm. and then the crappy things that I started doing from okay. kind of indulging in this in this lie. Um 
one of the first things is like I stopped really uh, repenting mm-hmm. of any sort of pride that could possibly be there. I stopped and I stopped surrendering even my vision to the Lord with mm-hmm. this. Okay. It was kind of a holding on to it. And the way that that was showing up with, was it, it was like, we have to make this work. That was my, that was my thought that was driving, you know, this, this lack of surrender. We have to find a make the, way to make this work or even we can find a way to make this work. It sounds like a very helpful thought. But for me, the fruits were leading to a very self-reliant, yeah. bootstrapping place yep. where it was going. I was going independent. I wasn't in dialogue with the Lord, and quite frankly, I wasn't in dialogue with you guys either. Yeah, I was in dialogue with my team. Like we, it was leading to a place of isolation. So that's something that was going on there. Um, I stopped being a good witness, even of what it means to be a, like a good coach or a witness. I was imposing. I, I, it was. It was. I had to be perfect. And so it was like, it's, it was, my goal was all about protecting the perfect image that was here. So that was something. Mm. I stopped seeking good counsel. I remember, I, I remember at one point I reached out to, um, to John Cannon over at Scent Ventures and knowing that he had put on these events at, at, at hotels and stuff like that. And I said, Hey man, we're getting ready to like kind of move forward. And this was before we had made the commitment with the hotel. Like getting ready to do this. Do you mind if I just kind of reach out to you and bounce off? And John was just like, Awesome. He's like, yeah, man. Just like, here's my link. Just schedule time. And I totally ghosted him. I, I didn't reach out to him. And eventually I did. <laughs> and it was after, it was in the midst of like, John, we're in this situation, man. Like, is this like... It was, and it was right like, before we, we paused the, to make the decision, I think. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't even any count. He was just like, he was just like, I, I can't really give you... Like, Matt, what, what do you... How can I help you with this? And I was just like, I just want someone... To kind of share the pain with me <laughs> right now. Misery. I just want to be seen in my misery, right? Uh, a little bit. So thank you, John, for that. But um, but I, I didn't reach out to John. And it came kept coming up, and I didn't reach out to him. I did reach out to, to Matt Pinto, who's, uh-huh. who's been really, he's, thank you, Matt. He's been, he's been counsel for me in the past. Matt Pinto, former CEO, founder of, of Ascension Press. And... Uh, he's just been a good sounding board on some things. And I know he had put on live events and things like this in the past and, and, and uh, got on the call with him. And one of the things he said, and I'm glad he told me this because I, I took it to heart and I ended up reducing, making a decision that reduced our liability. It, 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 it would have been double. It would have oh, been geez. 70, 000, close to 70,000 in our liability had I not taken some of his counsel. But one of the things he said was Matt, don't leave any room for your pride. Like just, just be aware of it. If there's anything that you, any decision that you are making in pride, mm. you gotta leave that, leave that to the side. Yep. Be very attentive because, because that, yep, like, the, and it was, it was very good. So I, that was, that was my sin that I could see in this was the sin of pride and vanity. And it was, guys, it was coming from this comparison of where, where Metanoia Catholic needed to be in the running with all of these other uh, secular coaching programs that are out there. You know, the, ton- the League of the Tony Robbins level coaching programs. And so we could, we could charge the Tony Robbins prices and we could have the Tony Robbins, you know, events and the Grant Cardone stuff like that. We could play in that space. Like that was, that was my image, my ideal that I had. Okay. And I can look back now and I can see the vanity that was in this that I needed to repent of. But guys, like I didn't have eyes to see it in that moment. And this is where I, I, I go back and I say, even in those moments where we're making decisions with the best of intentions, 
and we're still missing the mark and we're choosing to move forward and miss the mark and hoping that like God is still present there and his mercy is still present there and I can see his mercy in allowing me to make those decisions and again that that fear of not making the decision not moving forward that I might discover that's coming from some vainglorious place I can look back now and say God, thank you for exposing my vainglory that's there because now I can bring it to you and you can actually transform it. I think just as a good rule of thumb, once you know like your primary defects, right? Like mine is sensuality. It's like whatever feels good, mm-hmm. I'm going to choose. I think just to kind of go into decisions knowing that there's probably something to do with that. Yeah, you're not 99% of the way done. Correct. Just but you also more bacon. instead of being like, "Lord, is there sensuality here? Is there like this attachment to feeling good in some way shape or form or mm-hmm. like is it here or is pride here? Just assume it is and go, "Show me where my pride is showing up." <laughs> <laughs> like or show me where I'm like trying to cut corners and and do this with greater ease and yes. not discomfort, right? So that's how my sensuality shows up. It's like, how do we do this quicker and easier? You know, like, and and stop feeling bad about it. Yes, <laughs> and you know who the best intercessor is for this? Our Lady of Sorrows. Our Lady of Sorrows, whose heart a sword has pierced Boom. so that the thoughts yes. of many may be revealed. Pray for us. Like, that is who you ask. Father Chad Ripperger says this. Yeah. That was, I mean, it's it's right there. Simeon's proclamation, you know, you are your scripture. I, yeah. I, I I've dove into that before, and I've I've kind of done the research on it because it's like, what is what does this mean? It's a, a sword will pierce your heart so that the thoughts of many may be it's revealed. Discernment. It's discernment. It's this repentance. Yep. It's this, you know, it's this metanoia. So this this Romans twelve two that like this renewed mind that we get to receive so that we might discern the will of God. That Romans twelve two. What is His good, pure, and perfect will? So this discernment wasn't happening, guys. Also, I wasn't I wasn't seeking truth and greater understanding. Mm. I was seeking more justification. How do I justify this vision that is so important to me that my vainglory is wrapped up in? I wasn't seeking the good. Literally, we we I was turning away from forming my conscience. It was more deforming my conscience at that point. Your conscience is there to to direct you towards the path of goodness and truth. I, and I stopped really, in hindsight, this is one of the painful things. I stopped stewarding this mission well, mm. a Mennonite Catholic. I, I, f- I started to fall away from even kind of like lose touch with mm. the mission and the purpose. What um, did you start doing? Oh, gosh, the crappy things that I started doing? I started blaming people for not understanding. It's just like, okay, you didn't, you're, you're not getting this. Like the team, like Aaron and I, you know, obviously we're married. We live together. We talk about this stuff all the time. And then we come to a place of understanding. And then we present it to our team. And they kind of go, look at us with crickets. And, and, and like, my thought is like, you fools, you don't get this. And like that, I, start bl- I started blaming. Like, yeah. we're aligned. Why are you confused? So the blaming was, was showing up in there. Uh, I, I started getting salesy. Like, and, and selling is- Wait, wait, salesy? Salesy. Okay. Salesy with like, where it was- Use car sales. Well, it was it was like, how do we just make this even in our justification? Like, how do we just make this more appealing? And there's something that's good with that. Like, how do we how do we overwhelm with value? But it was still trying to get somebody to buy a product that ultimately they didn't want. They said they never wanted. Like that's 
that's where that's what I mean by salesy. It's like when you're trying to sell yeah. somebody somebody something from that desperation. they didn't ask for, and and it's usually salesy shows up don't like want. like it comes from a place of desperation. So if you are more, yeah, I guess like aware of your in- interior life, you're like I feel like there's fear behind this and urgency, and so that yeah, I think that's a good description. Of yeah, Keep yeah, going. it's like I start create. I also start creating something that was more about solving my problem. Mm-hmm. of like this this hole that I had dug and and rather yes. than solving my client's problem. Yes. And in fact, it actually, yes. in a way, created a problem yep. that I was looking for my clients to bear the burden of that problem. Yes. Yeah. Which I is like, that's... gosh, so backwards. Um, and and all of this, you guys, was, was to protect this image of perfection, this, this, this desire to be fully baked mm-hmm. that was there. Do you got something in mind? No, no, no. Keep going. All right. I never know what what you what you're doing. Well, I'm just looking at the time. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. But one one of the other things, like even if I started to reflect on my unique design, and I looked at my top five, my strengths finders, I was seeing all of my overuse patterns of my top five. Huh. That's interesting. Like my achiever, I stopped setting goals really for, for achievement because I'd arrived at this false goal, right? And I was resting in the false satisfaction of arriving at this false goal. Remember, I wanted to be 99% done. I wanted to have arrived. And so I was giving this this false dopamine hit to my achiever that wants to get things done, check the boxes by saying that I arrived overuse. and I really hadn't hadn't arrived. So that's mm-hmm. like a that's a a, a a vicious expression of that. My learner, rather than being somebody that was curious, I was turning into this know-it-all. Uh. Right? I know what you need. I know what you want. Like, I'm not going to ask you what you want, client, like what you want this event to be. I know what you want. Like, we'll just make it. Like, we'll, we'll make it. Like, and the price is with the price. Or I know what God wants, too. Like, even just like, I know God wants this. Again, and it's like, whoa, okay. Going independent with yep. these strengths. My connectedness. It was just like, hey, We'll just see what happens. It was like this this excessive seren excessive serendipity that's there, or it's this kind of complete detachment of like no responsibility, which is another one of my top five. Like not that not showing up, and even my relator, my number four, which wants to go deep and told and understand people and what their needs are. I stopped asking questions. I stopped having a dialogue. I stopped showing up in the virtue of that of that talent. And so again, I can look back and I can see that I was living in all the weaknesses. And the triggers and the vicious expressions of my own unique design. Gah. Yeah. No yeah, surprise I, I could, in the fruits. I could say I probably did all of that too in my overuse patterns for sure. Yeah. So that's kind of the lessons learned. Learn. We're seeking, we're seeking kind of just a continued uh, discernment. Discernment here, you guys. Please pray for us. It doesn't stop. It guys. doesn't stop. That's, discernment never thank stops. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. It keeps going forward. It doesn't mean that, that you have to second guess every decision. But you need to continually invite the Lord into a a deeper relationship. Discernment is not a decision. Discernment is a relationship. Yes. And that's one of the big things that I'm learning here. Um, So uh, even guys like we, so we've started to change. And guys, it's uncomfortable to to kind of step into this place where, where you may not be fully baked. I will say though, the piece I, I have the, that discomfort. The peace is worth it. The yes. The peace that you experience, it really is that peace that suppresses all understanding because you're just like, wow. Like the fact that we could just like leave all those resources on the table and just be like, nope, this isn't what God is calling us to do. Mm-hmm. 
And we are here first, first and foremost, to serve him. Like that, that is as humans, <laughs> that's our goal and purpose, but also as a business, as a company, yeah. it's like we are here and, and to move forward with this would be imprudent and it would be uh, more of the same, more of the fruits that we're getting right mm-hmm. now. It would be more of that, which is just would be terrible. And so when, yeah, when you are discerning these big decisions and just go, go where peace lies, that, that would be my one thing for you to all walk away with. Matt, what would be your one thing? Oh, the one thing is like, know that you're on a pilgrimage. You're on pilgrimage. You're mm-hmm. a pilgrim. You, and you don't, the definition of the pilgrim is it's, it's an ascetic journey. There is, it's not necessarily a comfortable journey. There's something penitential in it. And you don't necessarily know what the destination is. Kind of have a general horizon that you're walking towards, mm-hmm. but you don't necessarily have a, a destination. And when you're a pilgrim, you haven't arrived at the destination. You're no longer a pilgrim when you arrive at the destination. You're there, right? Yeah. You're not journeying anymore. And we know that that is going to be on the other side of heaven, right? That's the other side of the veil here. So giving yourself the grace and permission to be a pilgrim on the journey uh, and the mercy that that, that that brings forth, that's something. I would even say my sanguineness is coming in here, but also permission to enjoy it, to enjoy the journey, because that is a yeah. mindset right there. Just like, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Cool. And, and that's something, so we just in a really practical way where we already have started to kind of tune into this, we, it's like, we want to talk to you guys more. I'm sorry, we, we haven't talked as much as we could have or much as we should have, right? I think that's a good should. Mm-hmm. Um, but we invited a couple of members of our academy, our, our certifications into a focus group yesterday to kind of share where we're going with the academy. We got, maybe you've heard us talking about, we got a new app that we're going to be launching. We've got these different levels. We're going to have, in fact, when this is, when this episode is dropping on right after the first of the year, um, in the following week, week there's going to be a, a town hall. Yeah. So call that's going to be on the ninth. Yeah. Tuesday the ninth. We'll, we'll, You'll you'll be getting emails about inviting you to be a part of that and sharing where we're going and what this new academy is going to look like. But one of the things I'm really excited about is is our ability to dialogue with you. There's going to be a lot more opportunities to be interactive than our current setup is. But when I was on this focus group call with some of our most engaged people, I really, really, really wanted it to be this, Matt, you did such a great job. <laughs> you nailed it. Like it is very... And there was feedback that was coming in and it was gracious feedback and guys like in that moment as i was being very attentive in that moment i was fighting my triggers and maybe some of you that are listening that were on that call were just like dude matt was like struggling a little bit um i was fighting it because it was uncomfortable i was every feedback comment that they gave was evidence it was it was a it was a it was a nail in the coffin of the golden you're child. You're not there. Uh, it was <laughs> like, it was you're not there yet. You need, you're like, <laughs> you are still <laughs> like raw. You're still pink in the middle. Like there is, you need to, and you, you need to bake a little bit more. And I did not enjoy that. <laughs> and thank God we recorded the call. I took some notes. I went back and listened to it after I journaled on my experience, my experience in the call and just kind of surrendered to the Lord and got kind of him to speak over it a little bit and ponder it a little bit. And the feedback that people gave was priceless. It was so good. Gold. And I can't wait. And, it, and from that place, I reached out to them and I asked clarifying questions and they're giving more feedback and I'm getting more clarity. And it's just, it's all really good stuff. And it's just like, I can't wait to just 
Meet you all. I can't wait to. Re- <laughs> I, t- I can't wait for you to experience this, and I can't wait to continue learning with you. Um, yeah. In 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 this in this experiment at Mennonite Catholic. Yep. It is an experiment. We're cool. all on pilgrims. To- we are all on pilgrim pilgrimage together. We're all on the journey together. And we are excited to share with what we have. So these next couple of podcasts that we're going to be talking about, I don't know how many, but we'll see. Um, but we are going to be talking about where the Lord has brought this mission mm-hmm. and where we've landed with it and really what the new academy is going to be. It's like a, a solution to. Um, mm-hmm. And so we're really excited about the next couple of podcasts and you're definitely going to want to show up because this will apply to you. If you're a human who wants to know what God's will is for your life and not just the big will, right? Not the big just plan. not yeah. just the vocation, the big V vocation, but the more unique vocation within that vocation, that call within that call, that mm-hmm. purpose within that purpose. How do you live out your vocation in a very unique way? How is God calling you to live out your vocation in a unique way? That's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about all the elements that go into that and a lot of more about spiritual warfare, which I'm super excited because uh, St. Joan of Arc said this, all battles are first won and lost in the mind. Big part of the battlefield. Yep. yep. Huge. Yeah. And, it, and it is the unrecognized part. So we are very excited about talking about all these things. So stick around, guys. Have a great, happy new year. Enjoy the rest of your vacation, your Christmas vacation. And we'll see you next week. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Hey, guys. If you liked what you learned here today, consider joining our academy, where you can take all these tools and learn how to apply them to your life. Supremely practical stuff. And you get coached along the way in the process. You are not by yourself. We hope to see you in there.